Help defend the church by becoming a supporter of Family Life International. Your contributions enable us to continue our work to promote the faith, defend the family and promote the sanctity of life. Make a real difference today. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk slash donate. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus stayed in Galilee. He could not stay in Judea because the Jews were out to kill him. As the Jewish Feast of Tabernacles drew near, after his brothers had left for the festival, Jesus went up as well, but quite privately without drawing attention to himself. Meanwhile, some of the people of Jerusalem were saying, isn't this the man they want to kill? And here he is speaking freely, and they have nothing to say to him. Can it be true the authorities have made up their minds that he is the Christ? Yet we all know where he comes from. But when this Christ appears, no one will know where he comes from. Then, as Jesus taught in the temple, he cried out, Yes, you know me, and you know where I come from. Yet, I have not come of myself. No, there is one who sent me, and I already come from him. And you do not know him, but I know him, because I have come from him, and it was he who sent me. They would have arrested him then, but because his time had not yet come, no one laid a hand on him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Our blessed Lord spent most of his missionary life working in Galilee. The reason was that in Judea, the Jews were determined to kill him because he broke the Sabbath, or perhaps more correctly, he claimed to be God. They regarded him as a threat to their authority, to their influence, to their position, to their way of life. And yet, all our Lord did was good. Wherever he went, he did good. We only have to read the Synoptic Gospels to see the number of people who benefited from his kindness to them. Not only did he heal their bodies, but more important, he forgave their sin, which of course is an act of God. And for this reason, the Jews wanted to kill him. Always missing the point that the miracles are proof, are evidence of the truths that are taught. And so at the Feast of Tabernacles, he goes up to the feast privately. And he's teaching in the temple, as he always does. 
and the common people are quite amazed. Isn't this the man they want to kill? So it was public knowledge that there was a plot to kill the Lord. Isn't this the man they want to kill? Yet here he is speaking freely and they have nothing to say to him. No one could raise a hand against the Lord until he determined it. Many times, in fact, the very first attempt on his life in, in Nazareth, he just walked away in the midst of them. When he cleansed the temple, he walked out in the midst of them. No one laying a hand on him. And many times, again, in the temple, when they would have arrested him, he just walked away. So they ask the question, can it be true the authorities have made up their minds he is the Christ? Since, he, since there's a, pl a plot to kill him, and because the authorities are not acting, the only conclusion is they agreed that he is the Christ. But always there are those who object. Yet we all know where he comes from. We all know. Whenever people are not sure of their position, they include other people in it. So they have a particular position. They know that it's not valid. So they bring in other people to support it. We all know where he comes from. But when the Christ appears, no one will know where he comes from. And here we have a conundrum. When the wise men came to Jerusalem, where is he that's born the infant kingdom of the Jews? The priests pointed to Bethlehem. So, they knew he was born in Bethlehem. The, when Philip went to find Nathaniel, we found the one Moses spoke of. He's Jesus of Nazareth. From Nazareth? Can anything come from that place? Yet, he was called a Nazarene. He was raised in Nazareth. At the resurrection, the, the, they spoke the, the, when our Lord was going down, when the two disciples got down to Emmaus and the Lord joined them, he asked the question, are you the only one in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about Jesus of Nazareth? So certainly there was knowledge of where he came from in his human nature. What was not known was his divine origin. And again, the prophet Isaiah says, of his generation no one can tell because his eternal um, generation by the Father was unknown to any creature. So, in a sense, both are true. But we can only see that, uh, that the distinction between the two when we recognize that our Lord has two origins. One from eternity, from the Father, the other in time, from his mother, one person with two natures. And so our Lord answers the, the, the query, or rather, he explicates it. Jesus taught in the temple, cried out, yes, you know me, and you know where I come from, in my human nature. Yet I have not come of myself, in my divine nature. No, there's one who sent me, I really come from him. So his personhood, his personality, he receives from the Father. He is divine. 
He is God, the second person of the Blessed Trinity. And you do not know him. If you do not know him, you do not know me, as our Lord himself says. Anyone who knows the Son knows the Father. You cannot know one without knowing the other. And so the, he, he goes on to say, you do not know him, but I know him because I have come from him, and it is he who sent me. And so when we look at our Lord, what is it that there should be such hatred of him? And we get the answer from the Book of Wisdom. Let us lie in wait for the virtuous man. And that is the problem. In the wicked world, virtue is hated. In the world in which we live today, those who try to live a virtuous life will be persecuted. You can be sure of it. Why? Let us lie in wait for him because he annoys us and opposes our way of life. And that's the problem with evil. Evil is quite content. In fact, evil likes company. But if there is only one person who, who opposes it, who doesn't even oppose it, one person who does not indulge, immediately we have hatred, persecution, and even plans for assassination. This is what it says. He opposes our way of life, reproaches us for our breaches of the law, and accuses us of playing false to our upbringing. He claims to have knowledge of God and calls himself the Son of the Lord, which indeed our Lord did. Before us he stands, a reproof to our way of thinking. And that's the other thing about the worldly. The worldly think in a particular way, and they resent anyone who has a spiritual vision. Because we live, we talk about excellence, but far from it, we want to drag everything down to its lowest common denominator. The very sight of him weighs our spirits down. His way of life is not like other men's. The paths he treads are unfamiliar. But is, doesn't Christ call us to be different? Does he call us to, be, to stand out? Doesn't he call us to reject the maxims of the world? Well, if we do that, if we take him at his word, we will be hated. But it doesn't really matter, because we know and we believe in the resurrection of the dead. So then, they continue. He holds aloof from our doings as though from filth. He proclaims the final end of the virtuous as happy and boasts of having God for his father. So let us see if it is true. And so we have this description of the execution, the crucifixion and death of our Lord. Yet, we're told, they were misled. Their malice makes them blind. And this is what we need to be aware of. They do not know the hidden things of God, they have no hope that holiness will be rewarded. They can see no reward for blameless life. Yet there is a great reward for blameless life. Let us then ask for that grace, that particular grace, that we will stand firm in what we believe, and that with the grace of God, 
will be rewarded for living a blameless life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This MP3 recording has been made available by Family Life International. Help us to make many more available in order to promote our Catholic faith. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk and donate today. Thank you.